Hello and welcome to Manchek Chit Chat on this Thin Fried Friday. As a small business owner, I'm happy to see another local business succeed and grow, especially ones as cool and tasty as Nolly Bali. Joining me today to tell us about this Hammond-based craft brewery owner, Kerry uh, Caramanto. Another tongue breaker. I don't know. We have to change this chit chat. Kerry Caramanto. <laughs> we have to change, I'll change name. my name. For you, you change your name. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's tell us a little bit, uh, let's start, when you started, start with the history a little bit, how you got into okay. it. So, Zach and I both went to Southeastern, and we met each other around 2005, and um, at that time, Zach was not a brewer, he didn't know how to brew beer at all, and I didn't really know much about craft beer, but he, um, he always had loved craft beer and loved the fact that there was so many more flavors than a typical domestic beer. So he knew he always wanted to brew it, but he needed to basically just decide, hey, I'm going to bite the bullet and I'm going to buy a bunch of equipment and I'm going to spend a little money and I'm going to do it the right way instead of like a Mr. Beer kit, if you will, which some of you may have heard of, which is a super, you know, cheap way to do it. And he was like, I want to do it the right way. So he went down to um, New Orleans to brew stock and purchase some equipment and started home brewing around um, 2009 after we got married and um, immediately fell in love with it. I mean, he was just totally obsessed. And so he began brewing at home on the stove, and then it, it quickly escalated into brewing in the garage, building his own equipment. He taught himself how to weld so he could build the thing that he knew he needed to, to produce a really good beer. And he became so obsessed with it and so in love with it that um, he just knew he had to do it. He was like, Carrie, I was... Well, I was he was in love with earth. it. What about you, Carrie? I mean, you had to live through this. Well, I what did. What was your benefit? At first, I wasn't so sure about it. And um, after him bringing me to Red, White & Brew, which is a great local business in Hammond, um, when we were in college, he would say, look, try this. I think the very first beer he, he got me into was this banana bread beer because, <laughs> you know, it, it's like, okay, I can try something that I'm, I'm used to and see, okay, there's more mm. flavors to beer than I, I was exposed to previously. And I really was like, this is cool. This is great. And then a Hefeweizen was another one that I was really um, blown away by. And so he brewed Hefeweizen. He brewed Catahoula, Corova, all these different flavors. And I really became, became obsessed with it too. And I told him, I said, look, if you know that you love this and you were put on earth to do this, like you need to do it. And so I was all for it. I said, this is really cool. This is something that you're so passionate about. I don't really know what I was put on earth to do, but maybe it's to help you, you know? <laughs> and so um, I went to school for marketing and it just made sense because I was like, all right, let's do the LLC, let's create the brand, let's do the Facebook, you know? And all those things came about in around 2011 when we brought our beer to our very first beer festival in New Orleans and got a really great response. So we decided this is, you know, the push that we need and we're going to do this. And then, of course, it took about four years to get there, um, to find the building in Hammond, to, of course, gather the funds that we needed um, and take that, that empty warehouse um, on Corbin Road in Hammond from an empty shell to pouring the concrete, having the drainage getting all the equipment um, manufactured to his specifications and installed. So then we opened in uh, May of 2014. So we're about to celebrate four years. So, wow. Yeah. And uh, so since four years, the beer is out there on the market, yes. being distributed. Uh, from where to where? What's the region? So what's interesting is we're in, we have five different distributors. Um, we are in 
on the North Shore, so from Denham Springs to Slidell. We are in the greater New Orleans area, so um, that's a very big market for us, being that there's so many bars and restaurants down there. Um, we're in Homa Thibodeau, and then we're in Lafayette and Baton Rouge. So five distributors, and um, those are the only five that we've been in from the beginning. We haven't um, grown our footprint. Um, we've only gone from starting off draft to adding bottles, uh, big format bottles, to now cans. So. We've grown in the same markets we've always been in, but because we've added on to our business in the way of going from draft to small package. So being able to go from bars and restaurants to on-store shelves in addition to that draft That's a big growth. Has, right, has really helped us grow. How many different beers do you make right now, and do you make seasonal sometimes? Yes, so we make a lot of different beers, but um, we have four flagship beers. Our Catahoula Common, which is our lager. Um, we've got Radical Rye, which is a rye India pale ale. We've got Corova Milk Porter, which is um, a Baltic oatmeal milk porter. It's a dark beer, has notes of coffee and chocolate, really delicious. And then we've got our newest uh, flagship, which is called Juicifer. It's a very juicy India pale ale. Um, it's a New England style, which is kind of a newer style, if you will. It's, um, it's an IPA, but it's... Um, in the Northeast, they've kind of come up with their own type of IPA where it's hazy, <laughs> citrusy, tastes like you're drinking grapefruit juice, but it's all with the, made with hops that uh, give off those flavors. So Juicifer's really taken off, but um, those are our four year-round beers. They're always available, but then we also do Brightside IPA and peanut butter uh, porter that come out every three months. And then we've done Lion Up, which is yeah. a seasonal for Southeastern. We, we partnered with those uh, guys over there and offered that during football season, which is um, an American wheat ale. So it's a hoppy American wheat ale. So each one of those beers kind of has our own little spin because um, we don't like to stick to a mold. We're very um, adventurous when it comes to styles and like to offer something a little different. But you have your uh, staples, the four staples. Yes, the, the four the staples, yeah, that are always available um, year-round in cans and on tap. But then in our tap room, we offer even like more adventurous styles where we'll take the porter and we'll in take um, maple and coffee and infuse it into the beer. And then we'll do like peanut butter and jelly or, you know, fun stuff to keep it interesting so people have a reason to come out and try it on site. Talk about your tap room. Uh, when it's open and what, what you have there and also, you know, you never mentioned all his name. Who comes up with the names? It's a collaboration. Zach is really, really good at it, to be honest. Um, Does he get better he... when he drinks a lot of beer? <laughs> Actually, I think so. <laughs> it's pretty funny, though, because we always argue about it. And I'm like, no, I came up with that name. He's like, no, I think I came up with that name. And we'll go back and forth about it. And I'm like, oh, I need to write it down right when we come up with this name. Who came up with it? Because, you know, it's, it's a spousal thing because we're married. I, I guess I'd... I think I mentioned that. But, yeah, so um, I'm trying to remember. I think Catahoula Common was all me. And Corova Milk Porter was definitely me me because that was a paid homage to uh, the Corova Milk Bar in A Clockwork Orange. Corova means cow in Russian, and it's got um, milk sugar added to the beer. And uh, lactose sugar does not ferment into alcohol, so it leaves a little residual sweetness in the beer. Um, and so, the, you know, if, if you're familiar with the Clockwork Orange, then you'll know the Corova Milk Bar. Um, <laughs> and that was because my dad used to quote the movie when I was young. So I know he can't claim that one. <laughs> okay, and Catahoula Common, Catahoula being the state dog, um, Catahoula means beautiful clear water. There's a uh, Catahoula Lake, and um, that's the lightest, clearest beer we have. So it just made sense to, to call it that. Um, Jucifer was all Zach. 
and Radical Rye was probably him too. I'll give him that one. So. And you serve all this in a tap room? And yeah. Wasn't- so, so the tap room, it's interesting. We're a manufacturing brewery, so our main goal is to make the beer and get it distributed out there. But of course, we want people to come visit, come see how it's made, um, meet us, learn about you know gnarly barley. And um, so during the week, we open up as a gift shop, if you will. So you can come on in and you can purchase beer to go, see the place. But of course, we've got forklifts driving around. So there's, you know, you got to just grab your beer. We'll help you out, talk to you a little bit, and then, um, you know, head on out just so that way we have that space to make the beer. Um, because our bar is within the, the space of the manufacturing space. So we're able to shut down operations on Friday and Saturday and allow people to come in and bring your dog, bring your kid, bring your friends, have some, you know, some time to just hang out. And that's Fridays from five to nine and Saturdays from 12 to five. And, and sometimes we'll do like special events and extend the hours a little. And of course we always announce that. But, um, you know, one day we'd love to have a separate spot within the brewery so it's climate controlled and safe you know but for now our main focus is to make sure we meet the demand and and produce enough beer for our you know five markets that we're in so yeah definitely love for people to come out and see how we make the beer and where we make it yeah well with my background you know growing up in germany uh we have small uh, craft breweries on every corner and everything, but they don't make as many varieties as you do. They're more still to be the staples and everything, with the Pilsner, with the Weiss beer and everything. There's they a, make seasonal. Yeah. You know, when they're in the winter, I remember when they're, they're doing fasting season, you know, they make the Bach beers, the ice Bach, and they have, oh, that's dangerous <laughs> to drink. Very high alcohol. Very high, yes. 15%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a... Well, and Germany has the German purity law, too, so a lot of the breweries out there follow that, whereas here we're able to mess around with a few more ingredients and things like that. So it's um, that's probably why we have so many variations, right. too. This where maybe you can tell people, maybe it's really too hard for me, the purity laws. There's only seven ingredients in the German... I believe so, and then that might be a question we save for Zach whenever he comes back and but talks I, to you I guys. But he, yeah, it's right, you can use just... Uh, water, hops, grain, and yeast. Yeah, more, a um, uh, few things. There's seven yeah. items in Germany you can make beer with. If not, you cannot call it a beer. So that's the big fight in Europe always when they fight. Germany, when as a breweries from the EU want to come in. And do yeah, it. So it you is. have to stick to that. But here, yeah, not so much. So it's interesting because, yeah, you go out there and try something totally different than, than over here. So yeah. it's neat. Yeah. So, and... and in our area now, we have uh, serving your beer here at Middendorf, and it's great mm-hmm. on the deck and everything. And even here, which goes crazy with our seafood. Yes. Um, you do a lot support communities. In fact, you sponsored our Middendorf Man Check Run with the Catahoula Common. And, you know, I know uh, you didn't make it down here to race, run the race. Zach, <laughs> Zach signed up for the 10-miler, but I know he was a no-show. <laughs> But I really want to thank you. And uh, you just mentioned that you do other events at your brewery and people for special things. We do. So every time we release a beer, we do like to highlight the beer that's coming out and just make a party about it and say, come on out, come try the beer for the very first time. You know, come see how it's made, get it on draft, pick up a six-pack or four-pack, depending on what format it's in, to go with you. So we always have something going on. Almost about once a month, We, um, when we release those special releases, we have a party. And it's usually on a Saturday, usually from 12 to 5, but sometimes we'll extend it and 12, do 12 to 7. 
But yeah, we love being involved with the community. So if we're not doing events at our place, you know, you better believe you'll find us out at one of the other local businesses around Hammond or in Tangipahoa in general because we love to partner with you guys and everyone else that we can. I mean, we love our community, so definitely it's Now since we uh, talked about the beer and everything and the flavors, but now what I want to brag about it, uh, you know, you just got awarded one of the bigger awards in this country, being one of the fastest growing craft breweries in this country yeah that was um that was pretty awesome i actually uh zach and i didn't really expect it i mean they, they contacted us before the information went live and um we were like wow whoa like are there going to be some other breweries that we know of and and wait, wait hold on what so you know you, you know you're working hard and you just don't realize how hard you're really working until somebody puts all the data together and they put it out there like that and you get to see that wow we are one of 50 and i know that may not seem you know as crazy as it does to us and that's because there's six almost 6000 breweries in the US so that basically makes us in the top 1% in growth for 2017 so we knew we were adding tanks left and right we knew we were adding employees and and we were trying to keep up and the fact that we were only in those same five um distribution markets that we've been in from the beginning has been really cool because normally for growth you know you need to keep expanding but because we were able to just keep producing quality beers and having those available in cans like we didn't have um previously we're just pumping them out and so yeah so we were awarded that and um and we're hoping that in 2018 you know we'll continue that trend and maybe get on it two years in a row but uh we it was only only us in louisiana and then like in the region like there weren't any in alabama or mississippi or arkansas so it's really cool because miss um louisiana is basically second to last when it comes to craft breweries uh per capita and you know we've got a lot of learning to do when it comes to craft beer around here but it's cool to see that because it means everyone's starting to get it and catching on and realizing like okay there is a local place that I can support that makes beer you know and and with high quality ingredients and that really puts their love and energy into every every can and every pour you know so it was a great honor since you just mentioned this cans you know bottle over can mm-hmm. Plus and minus, a lot of people that just want to drink bottle. Yes. Uh, even uh, some of them don't realize it, but you know, uh, a can is better sealed. It yes. stays longer fresh. Uh, but they're still the lo- believers in yes. the bottles. But you do both, right? I mean, we do. most of them is can, but you have special brews in bottles. Yes. So we started off with bottles, um, and that was a two-headed bottle filler, kind of a slow machine. But we did the 750 milliliter bottles or 22 ounce bottles. Um, in the beginning, and then um, we decided to purchase our canning line, which is a mu- much faster operation, about 32 cans a minute. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, it's 32 cans a minute a second. That's a Zach question. Anyway, it's fast, but the <laughs> the bottle filler is uh, a lot slower, and so it would take all day to do, you know, the a small amount of cases, but with the canning line it's not only faster but it does you're right it keeps the the beer fresher uh because it keeps light out and oxygen out better than it does a bottle we still utilize a bottle filler for our higher abv beers or special releases that we're not going to do as many of and so we've done 
um, our Imperial Porter that we release once a year, we'll do in the um, 750 milliliter bottles. And then we did um, our Porter Rican, which is essentially our Corova milk porter, and we add rum-soaked oak chips and toasted coconut to the beer. Um, my grandmother's um, was from Puerto Rico, and so um, we wanted, we've, this is a beer I've wanted to bottle for a long time, but it's not the easiest beer to make, so I kept pushing Zach. I'm like, come on, let's do this, let's bottle it. And he's like, gosh, I'm gonna have to toast so much coconut. And it's a delicate, it's a delicate thing, you know? You have to step up to the plate, you right. want it. I know, right? And so many people do. They're, they're like, when are you gonna do this Puerto Rican? Because we've done it in um, pin casks before, where you basically have to tap the pin, it's gravity fed, and you're pouring it right then and there. And once the, the pin is tapped, you use it up and it doesn't stay on, you know, um, CO2. So we've done plenty of those for events, but people are like, well, I wanna be able to take you know, the Puerto Rican home with me. And, and so we did finally bottle it last year in a 22 ounce bottle and it went over really well. And I'm hoping he'll allow me to, you know, convince him to, to find some time to do it again this year because, um, it is a very nice and tasty beer. Just put on the chat board announcing it's coming soon. <laughs> and he walks in one day and reads it and right? does he has a choice to get no, away no from choice. It? That yeah, would be just great. Right I would love that. And we, um, we did uh, give a dollar for every bottle sold back to Puerto Rico, you know, because obviously they had the hurricane. And we all know what it feels like to deal with hurricanes around yeah. here. So, um, so, yeah, so that's a beer I hope that we continue to do. But we'd, we'd like to focus on the specialty batches or the higher alcohol batches in the bottles um, because those are also beers that tend to age better. So given that they're in a brown bottle, you know, they're not as protected as a can is from light and oxygen. So we feel better about putting specific beers in those bottles versus cans. Cans are like a mini keg, if you will. I mean, they're just much better for the liquid inside. Yeah, it is. Well, uh, you know, listening to you, it's like uh, Karen and I, you know, we always at our business working all the time. Mm -hmm. You do it all the time and you have a child and everything. Yes. Is there any time for anything else? Oh, I tell you what, Zach and I finally went on a date the other night and it took <laughs> forever. I was like, Zach, I can't even remember the last time we went on a date because we will go to a beer dinner with, you know, where we have to get up and present everything. I'm like, you can't consider that a date. I'm like, come on. And, and you all know how it is. I mean, you work together. So well, you I see each other. Well, I tried the same as Zach. I, I will try the same. Oh, we did. We, we, did, we did that. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's important to try to make time for each other as hard as it is. And I know y'all know what I'm talking about. It's, it's tough, but um, every now and then you got to step away. And, and I mean, it's hard because when you own a business, you eat, sleep, drink the business. I mean, it doesn't go away. I mean, you're constantly, whether it's social media or answering emails or phone calls all hours of the day. I mean, if you love what you do, it's 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 your life, you know? And, and so we make, Zach always says, he's like, we're making a living making beer. So you can't be upset about that. Plus, what I tell everybody here, if you love what you do, you never go to work. Exactly. I'm very blessed. I come yes. here every day. I never go to work. Exactly. And so sometimes you have to push yourself to love it a little bit harder since right. you're a little bit tired. Right. But it makes it much, much easier. It's true. And then you're successful. So many people don't, don't get it. Right. You know, learn to love what you do and you never go to work. Exactly. You know, uh, talk about your favorite beer and like Karen, we're in a restaurant business, what we eat or drink. You know, we start our morning. The first thing we have in the morning for breakfast, we have thin fried catfish. Do you have beer in the morning instead of coffee? <laughs> I don't have beer in the morning because it would actually make me too tired and I probably wouldn't want to work. But um, I, I stay in the office most of the time and Zach is the one out in the warehouse and he'll have a beer. 
Um, but he tries to wait until at least 3 p.m. before he has a beer. You know, he doesn't want to cloud his brain at all. But um, but I'm, I'm drinking a beer right now, and I'm definitely enjoying it. Yeah. So, you know, it's there's a time for it, for sure. You know, being in this country now, but growing up in Germany, about beer, first in Germany, at 16, you can legally yeah. drink beer. Uh, but also a friend of mine that worked in breweries, and part of their severance pay a day, they used to get like 20, 30 bottles of beer a day. Wow. And for some guys, it was not enough. <laughs> and I, was thinking, wow. I was like seven years old. My neighbor has a distillery. And, uh, you know, this was an open distillery. You had your, made your distill and the uh, schnapps. We made, uh, I mean, green alcohol yeah. coming out of there. And the ceiling is six feet tall in the end there, and it's warm, and you have the fumes. You didn't even have to drink anything, and we're all sitting in there, but, and we did this for eight, nine hours, and we're 10 years old. You've been. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. it's a different. But back then, nobody would say anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it's funny. Our daughter already knows gnarly barley. She's two and a half, and that's beer. And I'm gonna help you make beer, Dad. And it's it's very cute. She's growing up in that environment. So Zach's like, well, hopefully she'll actually want to, you know, come brew with me, and we'll put her to work. And you know, if she enjoys it, she won't work a day in her life either. So there you go. But you have to learn to love it. <laughs> well. Uh, you want to add anything to our little story? As you know, we're doing this for people who, when they drive to Middendorf, yes. to talk about uh, Tangibahoa, the region. We're also proud, like you're proud of this mm -hmm. parish. We're proud Definitely. to be here and being part of it and everything. But anything you want to add to our to people who listen to us a little bit? I just think people should make a day out of coming to Tangibahoa, you know? I mean, there's so much to do. Um, there's alligator farms. There's obviously downtown Ponch Tool with the antiques. There's Hammond has a lot to offer. Gnarly Barley, lots of restaurants like you guys and places to stay if they want to stay overnight you know make a weekend of it even i just think that it's a a great parish that there's a lot to offer it's beautiful obviously like on my drive here uh, you know it's breathtaking it's like okay just get out of the city for a second and, and come see what tangibahoa has to offer and it's not so far even from the people to new orleans or whatever you know we do get a lot of people when they leave the city or they're going from one city to another a lot of people who are commuting to new orleans mm -hmm. for a weekend they'll stop here and we see them out but they should get off the road and visit you for beer tasting or the people for from sure. new orleans come out there yes. so many people don't leave definitely well thank you for thank being you. here with us today uh, and for our listeners if you have any questions or any comments you can message us through our Anchor app or email us at chitchatmiddendorfsrestaurant.com. And uh, till then, you have a wonderful weekend and we we'll see you next month.